0: This is Work From Home, the podcast that helps you stay connected, productive, and sane while working remotely. I'm Harry. And I'm Alex. And today we're talking about imposter syndrome. Does working from home combat imposter syndrome, Alex? So this is
1: an interesting article that we found on the Metro, which is a newspaper website here in the UK. And I feel like imposter syndrome is something that's been talked about fairly frequently in the past couple of years as people sort of let their guard down a bit and say it's okay to not know what you're up to but it's okay to be vulnerable and so what this article is saying or what the research has been discussed in the article said is that there's been a 57 percent decrease in the rates of imposter syndrome compared with last year with just 30 percent of workers in 2020 finding themselves experiencing it I mean... And last year it was up to 70%. Wow. How the heck do you measure that? It's a survey of 2,000 remote workers that they do. They did it last okay. year.
0: And they just say, do you feel like an imposter to 2,000 people and then measure the number that say yes. And now it's down. It seems like a fairly, a fairly sort of loose thing, but fair enough. So, okay. So being physically in a space with your colleagues makes you feel more inadequate than their kind of online personas that actually surprises me to be honest because I feel like we curate our lives on the internet so much that actually it would be I'd feel more of an imposter because I feel like you know you know my colleague Sheila is doing yoga every morning and I'm just sitting here in my pajamas uh that would make me feel like more of an imposter but maybe not that's interesting
1: well I remember in my my only office job I really hated the feeling of struggling on something and just having someone looking at the side of my head the whole time Right, sure. I just feel like such an idiot because I'd be like, "I just let me suffer in peace, please." I don't <laughs> need to have you kind of looking over your screen.
0: Yeah. Okay. So now you can you can suffer silently and not feel like anyone's kind of watching you struggle with something, and then you can solve that problem and then come back with a solution and and not be seen to have struggled with it.
1: Yes, I mean the ability to receive. I'm presented with things all the time where. And it's not because they're egregious, but you can, I can relax somewhat and go, what the f*** is this? Out loud. And it's okay because no one else will look at me like, Whoa, just, Alex is having a day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just kind of. <laughs> Alex is having a day. That's, that's a really good point. I had not even considered this. I wonder what our listener is thinking. And if you're feeling more or less of, a, uh, of an imposter since, since lockdown...
1: I I think it's a double double-edged sword because on the one hand you don't feel the inadequacy as acutely, but on the other hand it is good to be I don't know if exposed is the right word, but to kind of feel the heat a bit because I feel like you do learn faster when you're when you're constantly presented with how much more you could know about certain things. I think
0: absolutely, and so, yeah, so while being it's important to to put yourself in uncomfortable situations sometimes, and to you know move outside your comfort zone, as people often say, and and I, and I think that does lead to a lot of you know learning and growth and stuff. So yeah, then maybe there's the that's the flip side to it. But it's really interesting. And who like, I mean, who experienced it the most before, and who's experiencing it less now? Like, what is there a kind of like? Because I can't imagine that a sort of fifty year old. Uh, manager that's been in the industry for a long time is feeling imposter syndrome to the same degree as perhaps a, a graduate or something.
1: Yeah, it's exactly that. It's one in five baby boomers who say they've felt it compared to half of Generation X. Got you. Okay. I mean, one out of five
0: baby boomers still seems high to me.
1: Yeah. I.
0: You know, that's a lot of insecure 40 year olds.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Although personally, I I find sometimes when people are talking about imposter syndrome, it's not always a sort of poor little old me. It's also kind of, yeah, I feel imposter syndrome all the time, you know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so wearing it as a badge of honor. Yes, exactly. I, really? Yeah. I'm
0: such an imposter man. I'm such an outsider. Um, yeah, it's, maybe. it's
1: whatever the grown-up equivalent is of the person in school who would go, oh, I, I failed that test 100%. Oh, I did terribly on it. And then it comes back you know, 100% or whatever it is.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm such an imposter, and then next week you get a promotion. Yes. Yeah,
1: gotcha. There's also an added layer here of how lockdown has interacted with this, as well as it going down what those who are still experiencing imposter syndrome are also dealing with in lockdown. And it's for them, it seems to have been pretty bad in insofar as they said that they've, you know, they've had to up. The volume and the quality of the work but they've had to do that at the expense of longer hours and maybe also having to take more holidays to stop themselves from burning out which i suppose makes sense you know if you if you feel not i'm gonna say inadequate like ragging on people who have Imposter imposter syndrome but if you feel like you have more to prove then yeah this is not a great time at all because you're already knuckling down as is yeah for sure yeah, I can see that that definitely making things harder.
0: Hang in there, imposters. Wait, I don't want to make like of it. Like I don't mean to make like of it. I mean I mean it. Hang in uh, there. It's uh, imposters. Like we're here. <laughs> listen to this podcast. You're not alone.
1: I'm not joking. Hang in there. <laughs> uh, carry on. But you mentioned at the start that it's kinda of, it's a bit loose and it's a very subjective. I suppose you kind of come up with your own definition of imposter syndrome when you say that you do or don't have it. Do you agree? With this do you think that is this is this something that is going down or is it one of those things where maybe awareness of it is going up and we're just hearing about it more
0: Yeah I mean I think that would be so you know previously it was up to 70%. I imagine that number is largely based upon that you know we can't it's not impossible to be if you're in a group of 3 people It's not impossible for all three of you to feel like imposters, despite the fact that you feel like you're the weak link in the three. Like, I'm sure lots of people are experiencing that. So I'm not saying that that number is not realistic. But at the same time, I feel like imposter syndrome is quite trendy. (laughs) It's trending. It's like a thing that everyone's aware of. And like, oh, yeah, I'm such an imposter. I'm just so like not adequate yeah because that's it's a good thing to say and be humble so to what degree that's that's truthful i but i mean i have no idea like i've certainly experienced it in the past i experience it in um you know as a business owner i experience it among my 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 co-business owners the, the other people in my network i can definitely feel imposter syndrome you know among them so it's definitely something that i've experienced and can relate to Cool. That's it for today. If you enjoyed today's episode, uh, we would both really appreciate it if you could share this episode with at least one other remote worker who you think would uh, also find it interesting. Um, You can find more information about all the episodes we put out at wfhpodcast.com. And until next time, thanks very much for listening.